If you need a new roof or a repair, Easton Roofing will take care of you. Estimates are always free and suggestions are built on integrity. Visit EastonRoofing.com for more information. Get back to business faster with Easton Roofing. Easton Roofing. Integrity matters. He's the only man to interview modern-day gladiators at Arrowhead and original gladiators in the Coliseum. He grew up rooting for Honus Wagner and saw Jesse Owens get four golds in Berlin. He saw Wilt score 100 in a night. Points, of course. Yes, we are saying he's old. It's the godfather of Kansas City sports, Frank Bowl, on the program. Second half of the program begins right now, a day late, and of course he's a dollar short. Frank Bowl, the godfather of Kansas City sports. <laughs> Just going to add that. Here in the pro- he's not late. We actually moved him, Frank Pohl. Uh, brought to you by our friends at Twin Peaks. Get over there for a little happy hour. Right now, Independence Olathe and in the Northland, uh, premium cocktails served over ice balls. Curtis, you know all about that. Oh, uh, yeah. All about that. All about it. Where's Kirkhoff? Uh, he is What's on he vacation. Doing? I think he's back in North Carolina, isn't he? He go back to sure North Carolina. Yeah. Maybe he doesn't want the world knowing. I don't know. I just I just spilled the beans. He has uh, children guess, everywhere. You know. I mean, he has kids. Kids are spread out, aren't they? Uh, did you know today, Frank, is National Margarita Day? Dude. I do now. You can celebrate at Twin Peaks. <laughs> okay. uh, the best margarita lineup in the game. What's your go-to okay. style? House, Peaks, Watermelon, Pool Party, or on the rocks. Score any of them for a special price all day long today over at Twin Peaks. Independence, Olathe, and in the Northland. Of course, TV's everywhere. i uh, got some spring training baseball on right now if you want to really feel like spring. That's going on. Basketball. Uh, you name it. They got it at Twin Peaks. Uh, eats, drinks, scenic views. Sounds like at Twin Peaks. Street corn, chicken salad, and a margarita. Yeah, for my dinner. There you go. Jalapeno margarita. That's your. Oh, yeah. really? Okay. I don't drink it often, but when you I guzzle do, it, I drink jalapeno margarita. Yeah, I don't drink it that often, but when I when do, I do, I shotgun it. What uh, what commercial is that? Uh, but when I do, what is? Oh it? yeah, I for the beer. Okay, good. Um, I'm getting us off the rails already. Go ahead. Already off the rails. Already. Off. I was uh, I was Arizona. Okay, you came back. It was wait, good. Wait before you talk. They're going to finish ten games over five hundred and challenge the Twins in the American League Central. Well, Logan called us earlier and was talking about it. Like you know, what's what, what do we know about the? How did he put it? The uh, foundation of the team. Yeah, I mean the uh, starters. Well, <laughs> I, I think he meant like the core, and yeah. the core isn't anybody that they've acquired in this offseason because right. they have they, uh, Schreiber they have some control on. I think they've got two or three years on him. But most of the guys, Seth Lugo signed, uh, was it two plus a player option, I think, for a third yeah. year. And all those player options are bad news. If they're exercising it, they had a bad year. Um, so, you know, and the Royals know it, and it gives them some security. Uh, but if the, if Michael Walker would have a lights-out year, he's going back out on the free agent yeah, market. Absolutely. And the Royals, or, or, or the Royals would have to say, hey, listen, let's Let's up your deal. We'll give you this. But I think for the most part, and I, and I think it's up to a, a number of their homegrown guys. That, like I, I've said this. If they're going to make the playoffs, Vinny Pascantino hits 30 home runs. Bobby Witt does what he did last year again, uh, or maybe a little better because he's still very young. Uh, Michael Garcia takes a step forward with the bat. Okay. Uh, Michael Massey makes more frequency of contact. It's 20 home runs at second base. 
and either they platoon and get real production out of Waters and Isbell. Uh, Nelson Velasquez proves that his power is real. Isn't Isbell a starter? Pencil is a starter, yeah. I, I, I don't know that he hits well enough to okay. be a starter. All right. So he can definitely go get it. I think ideally Kyle Isbell is your fourth outfielder. So, like, I think Waters, you know, and I'm not saying every one of these things has to happen, but Drew Waters, Nelson Velasquez, Michael Garcia, Vinny Pascotino, and Michael Massey, and MJ Melendez. What is that, about six guys I give there? Six out there. Five. One, two, three, four, five, six. Six, yeah. Four of those six become legitimate, above-average big league players at the position they're playing right now. So that means Michael Garcia becomes a, a decent hitter, but a gold-glove third baseman defensively mm-hmm. over there, which is worth a lot. And Bobby Witt hits like a third baseman and was playing – Excellent defense at short. So you're fine with that as your left side of your infield. Yeah. Michael Massey needs to have pop because I think the glove was a little bit oversold. Uh, if you're going to play first base only, you need to have a bat. So Pasquantino's got to hit. Velasquez has got to hit if he's going to play left field. And either Waters or Isbell or a combination of the two of them have to solidify center field. And if, if and then MJ Melendez to me is a DH. I'm not. Buy, I'm not buying this outfield crap until I see some kind of massive upgrade. And if if he can hit like a DH, a DH, and a DH doesn't hit 15 home runs with a 3.15 on base, a DH, yeah. a big league, yeah, quality it's, DH rakes. Yeah, think Chili Davis. Th- think at least Billy Butler, right? If yeah. he can do that, if you can get four out of the six to deliver, the other two to be okay, not disasters, okay. Then this team, because I think Waka's going to be Waka. Lugo's going to be Lugo. These relievers are going to be these relievers. And they're pretty good. I mean, I like the pitching looks way better. And then, last year. and then either Brady Singer, Chris Bubich coming down the stretch when he comes back in July, or Lyles. And I don't think Bubich can be an ace. No, or Daniel Lynch oh, Lynch becomes the ace of this staff. One of the young guys, because I don't think there's any more ceiling with Walker. I think there's a little ceiling with Lugo, because last year was his first year starting. So let's see what he can do. But Walker's just going to be a good, solid, you know, we got a chance to win with this guy on the bump. Are we going to win one nothing? Probably not. But can we go win 4-3? Yeah. Can we win 3-2? Yeah, if he's, if he's doing well. And then I think the bullpen can stack up. But, again, the back of the bullpen has to become the young guys. Like, the teeth of a champ. if this team's – Surprises the world and wins 89 games and wins the AL Central, it will be because a whole bunch of these young guys turn the corner. It will not be because Michael Waka throws 225 innings with a 227 ERA. That's not happening. Right. But how old is Michael Waka? He's 32, right? Okay. Last year was his 31 year old season, so I'm assuming he's 32 or going to turn 32 before the start of the second half. He came up at 21. He's 32 because he came up at 21. He'll turn 33, I think, in July. In July. So this is his 32, 33 year. They call it his 32 because it's after the midway point. So they call it his 32 year old season by baseball references way of doing it. But, um,. By, by one day. Is it by one July day? 1st. Yeah, by and one that's day. That's his birthday. If he was born one day earlier, this would be his 33-year-old season. Yes. So he's an old 32, Frank, is what we're saying here. An old 32. Why, why are you looking at me when you say that? Because uh, I'm, I'm old? Yeah. Uh, okay, so the projections Pete, are. Because Pete's not here anymore. Okay. Yeah. 
because the projections are like seventy two wins. If, yeah, seventy three and a half. I've seen. I think that's the best one I saw. And the Twins, the overwhelming favorite to win it with eighty. They're projected eighty seven and a half wins, eighty seven, eighty eight wins, right up in there. But then the other three teams in division, I, they are you know, Guardians and the you know, White Sox. And, the I, Guardians are in neutral on a uphill. So I think they're rolling backwards. They're right. not in reverse. Right. But on a slight incline, they're rolling backwards. I think the White Sox are a dumpster fire. And yes. they reject uh, them at sixty three wins. Ten less than the Royals. And the Royals better kick the holy living crap out of the White Sox all year. They're, yeah. they're, they're gonna have to dominate the bad teams. Uh play five hundred ball against the twins, and then the Tigers are the one that the Tigers are in front of the Royals. They'd have to be the team to look at the catch to finish second in the division. Yeah. I'm not saying they're going to playoffs. I don't think they're going to win the division. I, I, I think the Tigers have, have some talent, and they, they could do yeah. some damage. But um, they've got to climb. They've got to be around 500 somewhere. I, I think I think the Royals were two or pro- three below or two or three over. We're probably right realistically a 65-win team. And I think we're going to find out here... You know, you can be like, well, you know, Michael Walker's only a one and a half war player. Yeah, but he's replacing a negative seven <laughs> off of what was running out in that rotation at times. You know, the best thing would be if, if, like I said, if Lynch grabs a spot and makes Lyles a three inning guy, like the long man and the swing guy, then that pitching staff looks like, okay, you're in games. If the the if MacArthur and McMillan are real and they become dominant at the back end. Then they've got good depth of quality guys that give different looks in the middle. I, I can get optimistic and say this could be a 500 team. And, you know, or at least a team that's, hey, they're three and a half out and it's June. Like, do, are we going for it? Are are we going to make a deal mm-hmm. to make this team better? So, like, do I think they're going to the playoffs? No. No. C- could they? Yeah. I, I think they could. They could. They'd have to be <laughs> Everything that you talked about earlier would have to come to fruition. The, the old, and, and it won't. No, it won't. But the reason to be optimistic that more than one or two of them could is because they, they've all had experience in the big leagues now. Like we're not we're not talking about a guy who's getting his first look. Right. MJ Melendez has seen it. He's seen the big leagues. He knows what it is. He should have known what to go work on in this offseason. Michael Massey's been around and had his struggles. He knows what it is. Right? All these guys, Waters is probably the least experienced. Maybe Velasquez to a degree. We're probably asking for it. But Michael Garcia has had most of a year in the big league. Like they've had enough to where it's not new to them. Right. And, and put on your yeah, take your diapers off and put on your big yeah, pants. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but the, the thing for they won fifty six last year, right? Right. So the projections are almost they're like twenty percent more wins because I think than the year fe- before. That's why I say I, I think they were projected as like sixty five last year, and they grossly under like under their run differential set. What what are their look look at that? What is it on? Um, were they their Pythagorean. Yeah, Pythagorean. And what was it supposed to be last Pythagorean year? Pythagorean theorem. Because uh, I want to say it was like 63 or 4, 65 even. And they only won 56. Yeah. So if you say that they're really a 65-win team and they got better. And now we're projecting you get to 72. Okay. Yeah. Which to, to me surprised me a little bit when it was that high. In fact, the one I saw was, I said 73, right? 70, I had it right in front of me. Yeah, there's, there's 73 and a half. 73, 74 wins. Mm-hmm. That's... 
it's a pretty nice projection over what happened last year. So they're obviously rolling off of what they thought they were going to be last year that they weren't. The computers so. not, not pulling that side up for some stupid reason. Plus, they open with the so Twins, right? Annoying. But I think they play like seven games against the White Sox in uh, in April. Am I right about they open with the Twins? Oh, it'd be nice to not have to play Murderer's Row coming out of the Yeah, they do have Houston in there, though, too. Last year was 64 and 98, so they were eight games under where they were supposed to be. Okay. And that was according to who? Uh, Baseball reference, the Pythagorean. Okay. And then according to ESPN's uh, little metric, their X uh, win loss, they had the Royals. Uh, charted for sixty-two and a hundred. So, so they're they're a better team than it, you know, than they appeared record-wise last year. Yeah. Okay. Uh, I want to see what what's Fanduel got on. Uh, where's win totals? Win totals. Fanduel is putting Kansas City seventy-three and a half. Seventy-three and a half. Yeah, I think that's what I said. I think that's what I was looking at. Seventy-three yeah, okay. and a half. Yeah, seventy-three and a half. So, you know, if you, if you is 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 there anybody who could break out and be a star? Velasquez showed ridiculous power. Um, is that real? I mean, I don't think so. But I think he can still have power. MG Melendez hit forty-one home runs and won a minor league home run title. Like, can he hit 40 home runs in the big leagues? I don't think so. But I think he can do better than what he did. Two will be good. Uh, to me, the key is going to be, like, I like that they brought in a bunch of veteran guys because I don't want to see M.J. Melendez in the field. And if I see M.J. Melendez in the field, it's fine if they run him around You want to see him at first training. base? No. <laughs> I, I don't. Right field. If you've given up on him catching, which I'm assuming you have, because you like Freddie Fermin. Yeah. And by the way, Freddie Fermin, did I hear this right? Was the MVP last year down in Winter League? Winter Bowl? Something like that. And uh, Michael Garcia was one of the finalists for that award this year. I'm thinking about Freddie Fermin really kind of broke out last year yeah. for the Royals. But I, I just he was the 22-23 MVP of the Venezuelan Winter League. That was Freddie for me, right? And Michael Garcia, I think, was one of the finalists for it. I think he was top three or four uh, in that one uh, this year, which is a good sign. He really hit, and so if he's going to hit better. You know, that's an encouraging sign. But like, I do think MJ Melendez is a big case study. Like, you know, remember them running Billy Butler around left field? Oh yeah. Like, why is that not fresh in their mind? <laughs> that was ridiculous. I mean, it wasn't this regime, obviously, but it wasn't even Dayton's regime. I think they had, but they came in and they're like, this is a joke. What is this? Get over to first base. Yeah. I don't remember when they gave up on Billy in the outfield. That may have oh. happened. That may have happened under Howard Baird's it, watch. It should have been Billy going, I can't play out there. Well, what are you putting me out there for? I can't play. You, come on, there. you know the baseball mindset. Oh, oh. whatever the team needs, I'm ready to do whatever the team needs. Well, okay, you know what the team needs people to realize that the fat kid can't play left field. Yeah, okay, he's too slow. So, number one, and MJ Melendez is not fat, and Billy Butler was calorically challenged. But I'm just saying that the kid who's not the athlete can't go out there, and I, I don't, I don't want to watch. I don't want to watch a team that's talking about being pitching and defense run MJ Melendez out there unless some kind of Unbelievable work has been done in this offseason, and 
And it's like, no, no, he's an average left fielder. And he's settling in, and he's going to hit 30-plus home runs. But if he takes a frying pan out there and is running by balls and they're going to the wall, I'm going to lose my mind. I'm going to lose my mind. Because it's always easy to come in when you look at somebody else's draft pick and go, that guy can't play. The talent is looking at your own pick and going, he can't play. Yeah, he can't play there. Right, but right. he's got a bat. So let him. let's just focus on the hitting. Right. And then what, what do you do with Salvi? Salvi will catch, but Salvi DH will, will catch. Will he we'll, get more time off well, this that's, year? That's what I think. Uh, how about a Salvador Perez, MJ Melendez platoon at, at DH. DH? Yeah, great idea. You know? I like that. And then, you know, for means back there, you try to pitch it a little bit more. And, and you know, when Salvi's at DH, and then Salvi comes back around. For means righty, right? I, I'm out of touch with my left rights. Same. Uh, right now, I'll, I'll look it up. Too early. He, he is. He's got to be. I would remember if he was if he was left handed. Yeah, he's right handed. Okay. Yeah. Um, but so if 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 Salvi's hitting all the lefties as the D eight, yeah, it's great. then you got Fermin behind the dish. I mean, plus he's a good solid clubhouse guy, Salvi. Yeah. You know what I mean? And you got you got a guy like Waka in there as well. You know, two probably really solid. Uh, Clubhouse guys, kind of guys you need with these young young players. You have Velasquez can rotate through as, as the DH as well. Uh, if you're giving Salvi a whole day off because of the catching load, yeah, I mean, I, I want to see this be a real freaking baseball team. I'm, I'm tired of everybody, you know, being shoehorned into some position that is not what they were drafted for, not what they were developed as. Or and it was like this play. emergency. Oh, blank. Let's try him here at the big league level. When like, did they have that position? God, I mean, it's, I, that's that's, and I get. I'm not mad at anybody. I'm not mad at JJ Picol. I'm not mad at Matt Quattrero for last year. But you took the off season and spent a lot of money to make this a real baseball team. So Vinny Pascantino plays first base, and if Vinny Pascantino gets hurt, you call up Nick Prado, or you piece it together with Salvi, Hunter Renfro. Nick Lofton is, is is becoming the super sub. And I hear everyone like, oh, well, now he's blocked. Maybe he's – Nick Prado's like 26. What, who, what do we think we got in Nick yeah. Prado, who's a college pick from like five years ago? Like, I, I love the, the people who love the prospects, and then they like keep thinking they're a prospect when they're like 30 years old. <laughs> oh, we're blocking Nick Lofton. What about Nick Lofton's minor leagues has ever has ever said this guy's a star in the making? None. I love that Nick Lofton's being look, you got a first base glove, you got a second short glove, you play over at third, you can play in the outfield. That's great. And if he can make it so that, you know, Garrett Hampson's only here for a year or two, or Garrett Hampson can be traded at the deadline, or Nick Lofton can be traded at the deadline. So be it. There's there's nobody in this system who, if they don't play, is being blocked. <laughs> yeah, that's that's very true, and that's scary. And it's whatever the name you think it is, right. wrong, because their minor league system is just not pumping the kids up. There. So they're good enough to be blocked. They'd be here. Well, they're all here. Yeah, they. Yeah, that's what I mean. And it's time for them to go. Right, yes. right. Like we're getting to the. They have nobody behind them yep. pushing them. That's what I'm trying to say. Yeah, no, they there's don't. no one back there banging a triple A or double entry. Maybe no. I mean is a guy that many people still hold high hopes for, but they don't have one. Top 100 prospect. Now, if I did hear a buzz about somebody, and you, if you're gonna you're gonna go to the stats and you'll see that he has no stats, quietly, off the record, 
Blake Walters, last year's second round pick that they gave two point eight million dollars to, there is real excitement about him as a starting pitcher. Good, easy ninety seven plus. Yeah, was it? Love the delivery. Paul Gibson <laughs> Paul said Gibson, it on yeah, the, on the record. Ha- he had the best fastball. But I heard that from others as well. Yeah. But that, but I said best fastball. He said, "Well, oh, Walters." I mean, they're really hot. And by the way, it's W O L T E R S. If you're Wolters. googling it, if you're a Royals fan, Walters, um, they're pretty excited about him. Good. And so it's great. Need yeah. some more of them. Need some more of those guys. Yes. Yeah. But yeah, I'm 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 optimistic that it will be better. Okay. I'm I'm optimistic that well, they you would hope so. You hope over. be better than. Fifty-six. I think I'm going to bet the over. I only yeah. bet the over, or I don't bet it. But I, I think I'm going to bet the over on the Royals. All right, seventy-three and a half. I could have bet that million dollars that coming in today. You'd probably take the over. Mm. <laughs> I know you. I've worked with you for a long time. I was on the over last year, so take I this one with a grain of salt. <laughs> so you Wait, let me check what FanDuel has for you. <laughs> Petro taking the over so. minus twelve thousand. Back uh, from Arizona, all fired up, yeah. ready to go. No, but all the good things. I, uh, I I'm optimistic that the comp- competition will get the best out of some of the young guys, and we will. I'm I'm optimistic. The one thing I consistently hear about their or, or um, farm system is that no, there's no top 100 prospect, but it is deep. And that so you'd be like, oh great, what, they're deep in mediocrity. What, what does that mean? Well, it, it, it means is it deep that they're like are, the Big Twelve basketball conferences deep. <laughs> well, you 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 don't make the top one hundred. Like Kelvin Herrera never make the top one hundred in prospects because he was always going to be a reliever. But were you happy with Kelvin Herrera? Oh yeah, we were happy with like Kelvin him. Herrera. Whit Merrifield never made the top one hundred. Salvador Perez never made the top one hundred. You know, and so I, I I'm. I'm optimistic. Listen, I like Paul Gibson a lot, but Frank Mazik, Blake Walters better be good. And Mazikato better get off his ass and get going. Like, they, they got to start showing. Not is this one the second or third year? Is this Mazikato? What, what year is this? This is year three. Three, yeah. right? That's yeah. what I thought. Yeah. So it, it's, time it's time for him to start throwing some strikes, right? Yeah, the strikeouts are good, but start throwing some strikes. And, and then I'll, I'll start to feel better. I am not. There's, listen, Randy found this. Gavin Cross, who was two years ago's first round pick, apparently got a, a tick born virus. That's not good. And there's optimism that? that his strength was completely zapped last year, and that's why that was a problem. Randy talked about it in our last podcast, uh, our Kaufman Corner podcast. And, and so, based on that, I'm optimistic that Gavin Cross. Optimistic. I'm not predicting it in any way, shape, or form because we've seen a lot of Royals prospects hit the crapper of late, particularly the ones that were drafted under Dayton Moore. Let's just be honest, mm-hmm. okay? But that, that's at least a, a pliable reason why he could have a good start to his career and then just fall apart last year. And so, if he would do an about face, he would jump right back into the top 100 because he was a top 10 pick. And you know, if Walters is the real deal, he could come into the top 100. Mazzucato, because of where he was picked, if he would be throwing strikes and not walking guys, he could get into the top 100 fairly easily. Uh, and and you look at this, and then a Blake Mitchell will hit. And I'm going to say this right now. I got no time to hear about Blake Mitchell reworking a swing. You don't take the high school catcher that high and then make him a project. 
switch his position. I mean, we're going to see him play real baseball, not just a handful of games where he had the, one of the weirdest slash lines we've ever seen, like 100, 400, yeah, 400. 100. Like, I don't know how you All on bat base, 100, no power. get on base, and can't hit anything other than a couple of lousy singles. But he did it in like 15 games. He has to hit. He has to hit. They're, that was not promising, however. He has a good eye. I'll take that. I mean, that's a start. And they talk about his power being elite. All right. Got to make and, and he's going to stay behind the plate. Just to be exact. The, the, and he's a left-handed inning catcher. This was his slash last year in rookie ball. 147, 423, 176, 599. I don't know how you have. Wait, give it to me again. 147, 423. 176, yeah. 599. I don't know how you have a 423 on base with a 176 slug, but he figured it out somehow. <laughs> 17 walks. Who's afraid to throw this guy a strike? Out. I don't know. They've heard about all that power. But, I mean, it means he's not chasing. He has five hits and 34 at-bats, but somehow managed to walk 17 times. Holy God. That's incredible. There's I mean, a leadoff guy for you. Listen, and so how, many, bat, how many at-bats? 144. 34. So in 34 at-bats. So in... 51 plate appearances. In, in, and how many games is that over? 13. 13 games. So big league-wise, that's like, as a catcher, that's like, you know, eight games. Okay? Right? If he, if he plays the whole game, mm-hmm. it's like eight games, depending upon where in the lineup he hits. And so if he went eight games, no homers, right? Correct. One double. One double. If in eight games he got on base forty percent of the time while batting a buck, and then the rest of the time was like two fifty, four twenty, you know, four fifty. I mean, he can't be higher than four hundred. Let's say he got on base three fifty mm. in that. Let's lower that. Yeah. But let's say then when he gets hot, or the rest of the year, he goes two fifty five with a three fifty on base and slugs four fifty. Yeah. He is a star. So if that's his bad time, if that's a cold stretch, and he can still draw a walk, we're going to love the guy. We're, I mean, we're making conclusions about what it would be eight regular season games, but based on how many at-bats he got. Yeah. yeah. You need 1,500, right? Well, that's Dayton Moore says you, you really know what you got with a player after 1,500 at-bats, which to me is like, like me. It, it does make sense, but I think it's also a bit of cover fire. Don't bitch till we're three years in. Hopefully, we've drafted other good players, and you're not worrying about him anymore if he doesn't. Get or he'll together. be gone by the time. I, I think there's him. something to that, but I also think what I would say about that is if it takes 1,500 at bats for it to click, like it did with Mustakas and Hosmer. And Nate was quoting me about this the other day. I'll, I'll, I'll say what I've always said. Well, you know, you don't have a star. Because it didn't take Griffey 1,500 at-bats, and it didn't take A-Rod 1,500 at-bats. Maybe after 1,500 at-bats, you get Hosmer and Moose. It's good. Who bounce up and down, and then the core of their career is very good players. But you don't have a star. It didn't take Bobby Wood Jr. 1,500 at-bats. Right. Right? If you're going to be a star, it shows up long before 1,500 at-bats. I would phrase it more, you don't give up on a player until 1,500 at-bats. But after 1,500 at-bats, you start to be what's in the back of your baseball cards. Yes. Yeah. I agree with that. Too. And so we'll see. that, that We'll need. Yeah. And that's at the big league level. So we'll see what Walters can get. I hope he's healthy. I hope he can catch. And it, he he has to hit. 
because it was an unorthodox pick. It was a Dayton Moore like pick. And so if he doesn't hit, it's it's the biggest warning alarm you can sound about J.J. Picole's regime, which I think there are many great ones. Horse Trader did a great job in getting Cole Reagans. Yeah, he did. did a great job in getting Nelson Velasquez, it looks like, right here for, like, Jose Quas, who, you know, they replaced with by trading their 11th round. They got kind of a, a, at least a low-slot guy. And Schreiber, by trading an 11th-round pick who had a 6 ERA at Oklahoma. Yeah. And they had made better into a strikeout guy who was 23 in high A ball, and they turned into a legitimate big league reliever. That's it. I was like, I don't know about giving up Sandlin, you know, uh, I mean, he's 23 and able. Yeah. Well, what do we think we really got here? I mean, to me, they, they played the game. Leave him down. Let him look impressive. We'll flip him for something that we know is good. Like, that's a great sign from J.J. Piccolo. Has the trust of his owner. The owner's letting him spend money on free agents. That's a great sign. Has the trust of a star player. Was able to ink Bobby Wood Jr. That's a great sign. But this team can't just hang goose eggs in the draft. They can't do it and win. Oh, there's no way. And they they, 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 some of these high picks got to work. Yep. Because they're a part of your trade material, too. Yeah. If you need it to get to get really what you're looking for, too. Yeah. I just hope they don't start April like they normally do. They're 10 games under 500 by the time they hit May. And they've got, I mean, the schedule's not, they play, they play Toronto six times. They got Baltimore six times. They got Houston three times, but then they got the White Sox six. You got to really, you know, dominate and dominate. They, got, they, they need to take five out of six of that, that White Sox series. Yeah, yeah they need that's that the one team that should be it, it, this team squarely can, behind can them. Find a way to get through the early part of the season at five hundred. It'd be great. We'll be giant because then they can start to believe in themselves. Yeah, the killer part remains. Now, look, the rest of the AL Central. Has the same thing, but you're not. You can't. They'd have more chances to beat up on the White Sox in the old scheduling system, yeah, than they do now. Now, look, the rest of the Twins are in the same boat, so it, it's it evens out. But it'd be nice if if you had a, a as you called it an an uphill um, Cleveland team and, and a White Sox organization that's really struggling if you could beat up on them that which is why I think they they were probably an 89 win team that got to 95 in 2015 do you like the balanced schedule or do you like more against your division what do you what do you prefer as a fan so because what they did was try to validate the wild card as they didn't like that wild cards from crappy divisions were right, getting in right. off beating up against each other and so to me this was a nod towards the American League East to help the Red Sox and Yankees and Blue Jays, and they know the Rays are good, but they're not big money, and the Orioles can be big money, but to help them. That's what this was. It was like, our best teams are over here. We need to try to get them. And our TV draws are over here. The other two we divisions. need to get them in, so let them beat the hell out of the Central, and let's keep some of those Central teams home. Yeah. That's what that was. So from a playoff standpoint, this does not help. But do you like seeing more games against the Yankees than extra games against the Tigers, the Guardians? Yes, the I White Sox. I, I you no because I want my team to win. Yeah. Me too. I, I like the balance schedule <laughs> from yeah. a fans, fans like, standpoint. Maybe so I like the old balance schedule. Yeah, I just like the old balance schedule. That's yeah. But it, it would be behoove them if they had an unbalanced schedule and could beat up on the American League Central. Yes, uh, assuming they're going to beat up on or them. just not get beaten up by the East. Yeah, yeah. Agreed. Which will for, be very difficult. 
Yes. Uh, let's take a break. We'll come back and get some frank opinions. The Godfather. Frank Bull is in. He's brought to you by our friends at Twin Peaks, TwinPeaksRestaurant.com. National Margarita Day. Woo-hoo. Go on down. Settle in. they got a great selection of margaritas, top-shelf cocktails. It's all right there at Twin Peaks. Uh, Made-from-scratch menu, most underrated part of the equation. Uh, find it online right now at TwinPeaksRestaurant.com. All right, the Joe's Kansas City Barbecue burnt end of the hour answer. This 1972 first-round pick of the Milwaukee Bucks scored more than 18,000 NBA points. Who is he? That's too old for City Moncrief, right? Yep. Uh, 1972 first-round pick, number 12 overall. So that would have been a that was not. When did uh, Kareem get picked? He was 69. 69? So a few years after. Scored how many points? Uh, 18,000 in the NBA. Um, with uh, Did he do it mostly what with the year? Bucks? What he, year did he He didn't say? do any with the Bucks. What? Mm. So oh. did he do it with the Lakers? Because he was part of the nope. trade? Wasn't uh, Bob McAdoo? No. McAdoo was the second overall pick. He's, he, he, okay. he scored 28,000 NBA points. This guy was picked where? Number 12. He never played for the Bucks, and he never got a PhD. This is true. He, Julius Irving. Julius Irving. Doctor J. Tastes He was taken by the Virginia Squires the previous year because Does they did not have the doctor. Well, you had to be a certain number of four years removed from high school. ABA didn't have that rule, so he went to them. He became eligible for the NBA draft in, two, in 1972, and the Bucks took him with the 12th overall pick. Obviously, he stayed in the ABA, went to the New York Nets, and eventually the Philadelphia 76ers. But Julius Irving, born on this date. Wow. So happy 74th birthday to my first favorite player, Dr. J. Yeah, he was Dr. a lot of guys first. He was. He was, he was tremendous. Joe's Kansas City Barbecue, one of my absolute favorites. Get over to the Kansas City Barbecue store. we got beautiful weather going on right now. Get out and enjoy it by uh, firing up that grill. Whether it's a grill, a smoker, they got everything you need. Uh, it is right there at the Kansas City Barbecue store, right across the parking lot from Joe's in Olathe, 119th and Stringline Road. Sauces, rubs, utensils, uh, all kinds of, uh, you know, just wonderful toys. Things yes. you gotta have, things that are fun to have. Uh, it's right there. It's time to get outside and get the uh, grills fired up. Kansas City, get that grill. Uh, it's where I got my Traeger. It's where I got my Weber. It's at the Kansas City Barbecue Store, 119th and Stringline Road. Online at the Kansas City BBQ Store. Dot com. Frank Bull, the godfather of Kansas City Sports, is here. Uh, let's get to some frank opinions. Uh, Curtis, where do we begin? We begin, by the way, this is a combination of new stuff and some things we had I had from last week from the Super Bowl that we didn't, we didn't, we didn't get, get to. to. Yes. Well, combo. Uh, We're going to combo, combo things up. Okay. Some good All stuff. Right. All right. First, uh, does Missouri win a conference game, yes or no? No. No. Number? Pessimism is, by now, it has to take over. Um Sixty-seven percent. Sixty-eight. Seventy percent. You might have got seventy-five. You got seventy-six. No, I don't think so. So you got it either way. Yeah. Uh, Does Kansas win the Big Twelve? Yes or no? No. I'll say no. Number. Oh wow. Okay. Uh, Um. I'll say. 60%. 60. 61. I think reality settled in that Houston's the, the squad. 83.3. Oh, 
Wow. Uh, does Kansas State make the NCAA tournament? Yes or no? No. Yeah, no. Number? Oh, jeez, we're doing pretty good at this one. 74%. 73. 84.9. <laughs> you know what? I haven't been looking at basketball close enough. I knew Missouri had won anything. I wasn't sure where K-State was. I think it was that bad. The they lost game? seven of eight. And yeah, that, okay, and never one, mind. The All one, right. win, or that one win was against the team you they just bet, bet against in the last question, yeah, Kansas. One OT win against Kansas is their only wow. win in their last eight games. I better pay closer attention yeah, it's, from it's, this point. I guess football season's over, right, Curtis? Been over for a while. All right. It's falling yeah, apart my quick. I know. Okay. How many times have you watched, rewatched the final drive of the Super Bowl? Zero to ten, 11 to 20, more than 20. Zero to ten. Uh, this is the kind of one where somebody wants to act like they're a big deal, though. I love football more than you love football. I, know, I watch all the football. I, know, the football. I, love I watch it 67 it times. How many times you watch? I, I love football the game, more than you. The game about three or four times. I've watched parts of it five every time it's on. We were sitting at lunch, Jack and I. Uh, yesterday was on when we were grabbing lunch uh, in AZ, and we were watching it. Um, but just that final drive. It's, I, reality is on almost everybody at 0 to 10. But how many people want to sound like they're a big deal and act like, oh, I watched it a million times? I can't fall behind by going 0 to 10, so I'll take 0 to 10. So you said, said 0, zero, zero to 10. 10. Number? Also, we're right? Yes. Okay. My turn? Uh, yes, I'm Frank. Okay, so uh, there were three. There yep. were three there. Okay. Yep. Um, I'll say 41. 42. 70.4. The fact that I want... I was going to say, he started with an S there when he started to give the number. I was like, they're going to know it's at least 60. But not, not me. But Don't not worry, it's me. Yeah, I'm no, here. Yeah. You could have thought it was like divvied up. I'm type. getting blistered here today. Uh, this from 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 Tad Schroeder. If these are the only three three the Chiefs win, which will you most likely... Actually, that's a different one. Sorry. I'm going to give him credit this one. Which Super Bowl is more precious to you? LIV? LVII. So 54, 57, or 58. More precious to you as a Chiefs fan? Uh, 19, uh, yeah, LIV. 54. LIV. Number? 55. 54. 66.8%. 31% said this most gone in the toilet again. There it goes, Saran. See? <laughs> See? Just when I thought I had the formula on the pagar the pagarhythm, whatever that the theorem is in algebra that I didn't do very well yeah, with it anyway. Yeah, that pagarhythm <laughs> theorem. The Pythagorean theorem is the just Green gone Bay in the toilet. is killing them. <laughs> <laughs> Went in the toilet. Uh, if these are the only three the Chiefs win, which one will you be most likely to rewatch in 10 years? 54, 57, 58? Uh, they'll say 58. Yeah, there's a recency bias there. I'll say 58, too, yeah. Nope, it is 54. Okay. What percentage? My turn? Yep. Uh 51. Ooh, I'll go 50. 
Forty-nine than that 54 ever did? Because it did to me, but maybe I was just... No. No, heck no. This would because they hadn't maybe, done maybe it before. They hadn't no. done it for maybe so long. Maybe it's the recency bias that's, that was killing I think them. the way they won in the playoffs... I think the fact that they, they had yeah. won games like this before gave yeah. us more hope than this one. And Pat throwing picks in the second half of the first one had us had me going. No. Oh, yeah, God, yeah, I mean, yeah. down 10, he threw that pick with nine minutes left. It, so it makes sense that 54 should feel some more it, I think I said something to the effect of, listen... Um, He's still a great young quarterback. He'll be back here. We'll yeah. get another chance. Yeah. No, I, th- I think I was I was more worried about the first one. Yeah, I'd already banged out my post game uh, tweet that you know he'll be he'll use this as fuel. He'll be back in this game. That I had to thankfully I actually kept it because I wanted to be able to look back at it. But absolutely, fifty four was much more dire to me. Uh, how many Super Bowl wins does Patrick Mahomes oh, end up with? Three, four, five, six or more. I'll say five. I'll say six or more. 51.7% said six or more. 41% said five. Only 5% said four. Such a great game. Two percent came said three. Love this game. <laughs> Love this game. That's hey, you can go back to Vegas, week, too. Okay? Either go back to Arizona or go back to Vegas. Either. I don't care which one. Just go back. Leave. Uh, most a more unlikely postseason moment. Game uh, McCall Hardman, game-winning Super Bowl touchdown. Christian Cologne, go-ahead World Series RBI. Oh, oh boy. Cologne. Yeah, Cologne, RBI. definitely. Because, I mean, McCole Harmon has some games. He had three yeah. touchdowns against the Warriors year before Good Cologne, Lord. for sure. That was unbelievable. Number? Uh, Just give me one. Um, Say 95 or something. No, no chance. <laughs> I'm going to go 72%. 71. 62.5. Yes, I finally got one. Yes! <laughs> no uh, which of these two have you done more recently? Eaten a corn dog or watched Tom and Jerry? God, I haven't done either in years. Neither have I. <laughs> uh, but I'll say eating a corn dog. Yeah, I think most people feel like they'll be like, oh, I've had a hot dog or something. No, I'll say eating a corn dog. Number? Oh, boy. It's on you now, Frank. Uh, 72. 71. 70.6. Bang! <laughs> you right on that one. Right. <laughs> but just ran more on it than Frank. Oh, of course. <laughs> um, this one comes from Paul Ide. On this date next year, Travis Kelsey and Taylor Swift are dating, engaged, married, uncoupled. Uncoupled. Yeah, I think that's the math, but I don't, that's not what people want to hear. Oh, God, no. Married, living in wherever he lives there. Yeah, I'll say they go married. 40% said engaged. 30% said dating, 18% said uncoupled, 12% said So no married. points. No, no points. points. No points awarded. No points. Who leads the Royal? This comes from, uh, see, this comes from R.B. Carr. Who leads the Royals in innings pitched this season? Michael Waka, Brady Singer, Cole Reagans, or other? Michael Waka. Oh, man. I think the math would be Brady Singer. 
I think they're going to be all goo-goo and gaga for Cole Reagans. I'm going to go Cole Reagans. 36% said Cole Reagans. 33 said Waka. 22 said Singer. 8 said The Other. Uh, this one comes from RSD Comms. Most iconic moment of the 2014-15 Royals postseason. Salvi game winner in the 14 wild card. Hosmer's dash in the 15 World Series. Kane's first to home in the 15 LCS. Gordon Homer 15 World Series. I want to say because I've seen it so much. I'm going to say Hosmer. It's either Hosmer's dash or it's Gordon's home. Gordon's home run, yeah. I think Hosmer. Uh, Love Toss. Hosmer just retired, too. When did you ask this? Is this a holdover? Did you uh, ask this this is this week. Yeah, this is... This week? Uh, or today. I asked today. today. After the announcement. Hosmer's top of mind, so I'll go Hosmer. Actually, it's Gordon's homer in the world. Oh, wow. Damn it. Number? I, I knew it. Um, it's on me, right? Uh, is this? I'm going to go... 52. 51. 36.2. Oh, wow. Pretty Twenty, 29% said Salvi's game winner. 26% said Hosmer's dash. And 85 said Kane's first to home dash in the LCS. I think one of the more underrated as far as excitement level plays. But Gordon's homer is always going to be. That's where the statue is going to be if they build one from that era. So is this that, that was the last that's one the last or the next one? one? Okay. All right. We'll take a break. Uh, Frank, uh, what in the world, Seren? How stupid am I on current events? We get to the bottom of that next here in the program. All right. What in the world, Frank? What do you got for me? All right. Name one of the two Kansas City area companies on Forbes' best employers list. Oh, God. There's two of them. Uh, that'd be Union Broadcasting, Frank. Uh, you know what? I I think they're number one, but it's with a bullet. Yeah. yeah. Uh, it's Garmin, number two, and University of Kansas Health System, number oh, good for 10. Congrats. Number two, how much did 2023 marijuana sales bring to the state of Missouri? Uh... $12 billion. <laughs> $1.3 billion. They like the weed. They do. Beyonce just hit number one on what music chart? Uh, would it be the R&B chart? Or? Country, baby. Oh, oh, really? Texas wow. Hold'em. Good for her. That's the name of the song. That's awesome. What major phone company suffered a national outage today? Because uh, I've heard Adam <laughs> complaining about it. AT and T. Mine was out. Let me tell you like something. Light. I I it's am going to just close my mouth. <laughs> I'm just going to close my mouth. All right. What sporting event prompted the first SI cover that did not have a caption? Brought to you by Good Sense. <laughs> 